Welcome to the How to Code Well podcast, a show all about web development and programming. My name is Peter Fisher. I am a freelance web and mobile applications developer. Hello coders, today we're going to be talking about whether or not you should be rolling your own code against using someone else's. Perhaps it's a library that you found, pluck that off the shelf, off of, off of the open source shelf and install that into your application as a dependency. When is that a good idea? When should you roll your own? So I'm going to be talking from my own experiences, uh, when I roll my own against when I actually go and find a library to use. Um, and also we're going to be talking about uh, the implications of doing such a thing. So for me, there's three areas of programming that I would love to just use someone else's work just because it's an absolute pain to try and fathom out myself. The first one is date and times. So working with dates and times, regardless of what programming language you're dealing with, it could be PHP, it could be Python, it could be JavaScript, it could be Ruby. Dates and times are just an absolute pain, an absolute chore to deal with. There's dates, there's times, there's, there's microseconds, there's milliseconds, there's date ranges, there's all sorts of things. There's time zones of different countries that have different, wildly different time zones. And there's all sorts of complexity that is involved with that. Also, time zones change. It's not, it's not something that is just static. Okay, it's, it's not governments change and those governments might have different time zones or put in different time zones. So you're basically working with a moving beast. Okay, and that is just one of the reasons why I would prefer to use someone else's date time library. And there, there are date time libraries out there and they're, they're basically industry, industry standard now. So for example, in JavaScript, you have uh, date time FNS, you also have moment JS, both very robust date time libraries uh, for JavaScript. And there's, there's others for different programming languages too. And I would rather use those than actually come up with some crazy complicated code myself. Code that I know will change and evolve as the project changes and evolves. Yes, it might be working for what it's needed right now, but certainly it's not going to be um, the, what will be needed later on. Plus, like I said, these time zones change, shift, not only throughout the years, but also throughout the government cycles. And so it's very difficult to work that through. Also, if you're working with any historic data, oh my word, is that a pain? So yeah, that is that is one area of programming that I will certainly, certainly be looking to use someone else's work. That's date and time and time zones. The other one is security. So if, for example, there is a library about OAuth 2, then I would rather use that than write my own OAuth 2 of library or extension or function or method simply because it's security and security needs to be robust. And these libraries around security have been tried and tested. They are sort of, again, industry standards. So things like OAuth 2, security uh, encryption algorithms, all of that kind of stuff, I would prefer to use someone else's work. And the last one, which kind of follows on quite neatly to the, the uh, security side of things is 
just general algorithms. So algorithms that are known and have been around for, for yonks. Um, so for example, if I was to do anything kind of like with images or videos, maybe it's a video encoding, or maybe I'm changing images, cropping images, that kind of thing, or um, changing or putting watermarks on images, I would certainly be considering to use something that has someone else's created because there's so much involved in that. There's so much complexity in that. Um, and there's so much ease of use if you actually just go and take that, lift that off the shelf and use that and install that into your own, your own dependencies. Because, you know, you're using someone else's work and that work has been, like I said, tried and tested. So algorithms, security, and date and times. These are three areas of programming that I would certainly, certainly recommend uh, looking to use someone else's work because, you know, it's not just someone else's, it's, it's a lot of people. A lot of people work on these things. And that means that a lot of people will have eyes on the bugs. When should you write your own though? This is a different sort of take because, you know, when you're writing your own, it's your responsibility. Uh, it's, it's obviously your own code. You have to maintain this. So yeah, there have been times where I've looked at a library and I've gone, you know what, I could create this and I have done. And it's because that perhaps the library has given too much or had too many features, features that I just don't need. Perhaps I only want to have a, a very subset of features and therefore I don't want to install the whole library. An example of where I've actually rolled my own rather than used someone else's work this year has been a carousel in JavaScript. I created a carousel of images very early on in this year. Um, and it was just a simple way of displaying an image with some arrows, a left and a right. And if you hit on the left arrow, then you get the previous image. And if you hit the right arrow, you get the next image. And the whole mechanism behind that, I believe I wrote that in something like an hour or so. It wasn't actually that taxing because there wasn't many requirements needed. And yes, I could have just downloaded a library or a plugin from someone else to handle all of those kind of things. But really, there wasn't a lot to do. Um, there was no need to have any trans transitions, there's no animations, there was no need to have any video player, it was just a simple left and right arrow selection of images. The first thing I did actually was to look around to see if there was anything available that I could use, and I actually used some ideas as a kind of template as to how I would actually go ahead and create this thing. So I was looking at the different implementations that other programmers had against this sort of problem or this kind of creation. And that helped me a lot to actually create the application myself or to create the slideshow. However, going forward, I do recognize that the client might want to have something a little bit more fancy, a bit more complicated uh, later on on the project. And if that is the case, then it's not actually that difficult to uh, remove the custom code because that was all written in kind of like a almost plug-in kind of way um, and then slot something else in. So that's that's pretty cool. But the thing is that I, I just really wanted to attack the projects this year in, in a very clean, fresh kind of raw way. There was no need to actually put a lot of libraries on a lot of the projects that I was working with uh, in 2018. Now, back when I was working with a lot of WordPress websites, I would be certainly rolling my own theme and rolling my own plugins against WordPress. However, it never always was like that. 
Um, when I first started developing WordPress stuff, I used a lot of plugins and I perhaps used far too many plugins because I thought in my junior days that that was kind of what you needed to do. You just needed to install all of these things. WordPress made it very easy to install plugins, too easy in fact. And some of my earlier um, websites ended up with plugin bloat where you would have lots of plugins and you would only be using perhaps 10 or 20% of those um, the features within those plugins. And therefore you ended up with lots of plugins with lots of code that you just weren't using. And that isn't good at all. You should never have a lot of dead code in your application. And that's basically what it was. There was a couple of plugins though with WordPress. Eventually, uh, when I got better at you know creating WordPress websites, there was a couple of plugins that I would definitely use throughout the different proje projects. Uh, one being there was one called Yoast, which was an SEO plugin. I haven't used that in Yonks. And then there was another one uh, which was caching plugin. Again, these things are things that they are so well integrated into the WordPress ecosystem. And that's the thing, it's an ecosystem. So there has never been a time where I've actually worked on a component of Symfony or Laravel or uh, Slim PHP or what have you, where I've shared that with WordPress. There's never been a time where I've actually had that sort of level of integration. With Laravel and Symfony and, and Slim, sure, I've done loads of, of stuff where I've been able to port one library that I've created from one framework to another framework. But that's, that is the beauty, and that's kind of why I do less WordPress now, more um, sort of API kind of stuff. It's kind of like a, a very level playing field compared to the WordPress days, where when you were a WordPress developer, you were often blinkered from all of these other wonderful PHP things that you could do because you were building blogs and, and perhaps e there was a couple of e-commerce parts that I created. With WordPress, you, you had to learn WordPress. You had to learn how WordPress all hung together. Um, and it has changed and it has evolved. And I actually used a lot of plugins to actually uh, sort of pick that apart and discover how WordPress sort of slotted together itself. So that is, that is a good reason to use libraries, especially when you're learning code, especially when you're starting out, because you can actually discover how those things slot together with other things, especially if you're using plugins. So for example, October CMS, there's all sorts of plugins there. You can download those and you can discover what hooks and what calls they use to integrate into October CMS, staying with Concrete 5 um, and all sorts. So using plugins is a very useful way of actually working out what on earth the framework that you're dealing with is actually trying to do. However, now I kind of look upon these things in a kind of a frame of mind that, that is, am I going to be using every single feature all of the time? And also what is going to change with that feature, that plugin in the next few months? You know, I remember one time I was creating an e-commerce shopping cart and I was using um, a Symfony-based uh, framework. It was a framework on top of Symfony, all about e-commerce shopping carts. And I was using that right in the early days when they, were, when they were actually developing the code and they were very, very good at maintaining it, updating it and documenting it. Fantastic. One of the reasons why I was drawn to using that, however, 
I got so ingrained in that with some of the projects that I was doing that when they came and changed the code, it was like it was black and white, right? So one day my code worked and the next day it didn't work. And it didn't work because they had changed their whole mind thinking of how the actual e-commerce side or how the, the customer integration will work or how the, uh, the stock management will work. And so they ripped a lot of stuff out and they replaced it. And, you know, that, that's no, there's no gr um, gripe on them, right? They were actually developing and working through how they were actually going to release this to be a stable thing. But with me, it was painful because here was something that I wanted to use, but I kept having to play catch up all of the time because they kept changing the code and it was like this Lots of code churn. Every time they released something, it was a lot of code churn. In hindsight, I should have used something that was more stable. I should have used Magento or something like that. Um, but I didn't. I, I kind of pushed with this. And it was really good because I was also able to contribute as well sometimes. I also did a lot of contribution to the uh, the documentation as well, um, which was very handy. But again, it was you're, you were always playing catch up. And this is a point that I want to make when you're dealing with someone else's code. You can't guarantee that this is going to be stable tomorrow because they, they might have different ideas. Also, they might actually hand this project off to someone else and that person might have a completely different mindset. And this is the danger, of course, when you're using someone else's code, because unless they have an actual roadmap that you can actually look at that they've kept to as well, then you don't really know what they're going to be doing with the code. Yes, it could be stable and has been stable for many, many years. Uh, yes, there could be all sorts of contributors to this. And yes, there could, they could be very good at documentation and letting everybody know what's going on. But really, unless there's a product roadmap, unless they've stuck to some sort of commitment, then they could just change it. They could just, you know, one day it could work and the next day it couldn't. So you have to be very, very careful as to just sort of using all sorts of libraries and plugins because you know you're you're handing over a level of responsibility to them and not only are you working with someone else's code but you're also working with someone else this is kind of a very remote sort of working scenario because you probably won't ever meet the person that you've downloaded the code from and so you don't know where their their head is emotionally mentally and they might actually be thinking about giving everything up. Like they, they might be thinking about handing this project to someone else. So you are not only invested in, in the code that they have produced, but you're also invested in that developer. And that developer might change throughout time. So there's been all sorts of things uh, in the news recently where a developer has just sort of for, for good reason, just decided that they don't no longer want to use or maintain this application going forward. And so they've handed it off to someone else. However, that other person has had different ideas, different thinking. And so there is a debate as to how that all should be managed, how a project handover should be managed, especially in the open source world. There has been some incidences uh, fairly recently, in fact, where security has been a major factor when a project, an open source project has been given over to someone else. So how do I actually go about looking at different libraries and actually trying to work out which library to use versus other libraries? Well, I'll tell you for one thing, 
the GitHub stars just doesn't mean anything to me. Um, that's just, you know, yay, it's got lots of stars. That's, that's great. That doesn't mean that that is a reliable project. That just means that being starred so many different times. In fact, I use GitHub stars as a way of recording what projects I have used before. It's not whether to say I like that project or not. It is just a, a point of reference for me. And other people will use GitHub stars in, in different ways. No, what I use, in fact, is, is I take time to actually look at the project. I take time to actually look at the maintainers. I take time to go through the issues to see what has been fixed. And also, like I go back to all the time, you're not just working with code, you're working with people. So how likely is the maintainer going to answer questions or actually support you, I mean, you know, that's a, that's a bit of a, a double-edged sword because you, you shouldn't be using GitHub as a way of support, but, you know, you, you should be actually looking at the questions that people are asking. How is the response actually handled? Also, not only that, but take a look at Stack Overflow. See what questions have come up. Um, and also see if the maintainers are active in the Stack Overflow discussions as well. Um, you know, they might be, which is good. If they're not, it doesn't mean that you shouldn't be using the application. There could be an active community behind it. So check that out. The community behind an open source project certainly doesn't stop with the maintainers. So go and have a look at what other people are talking about in terms of this. See if there's any other blogs that have been using or just talking about this project as well. And also take a look at how fast these issues get solved. And also take a look and see if there is a roadmap, like I've mentioned, that's very important. You want to see how this project is going to evolve in the future. Now, the final point that I want to make is that we get told all the time as programmers that we should never reinvent the wheel. We should never write code that has already been written, regardless of whether it's stuff that we've done or something that someone else has done. Now, yes, this is true in regards to your own project because you want to write your code in a very dry way don't repeat yourself however when it comes to using libraries and plugins and extensions yes there is a, a part of me that strongly agrees that you should be using someone else's work right you're standing on the shoulders of giants and all of that good stuff however there are certain times where one has to take some really hard decisions and actually go, you know what, this is not a good idea to, to be um, allowed outside of this project. This is not a good idea to hand over to someone else. This is not a good idea for someone else to be maintaining this work. This needs to be kept in-house and perhaps I could write this a little bit more efficiently, better. Perhaps there is too many features that, that, uh, that, that, that are custom to this project that puts in so many different sort of variables and complexities that finding a library that will support all of them is going to be very, very difficult. There are times where one has to go, you know what, I'm just gonna write this myself. And this is where I'm going to hand it off to you guys. Can you think of any other points in terms of whether or not to use your own code or whether to use someone else's library? Thank you ever so much for watching or listening if you're doing so on the podcast. Happy coding, everyone, and I'll see you again soon. Cheers. Bye.